Hello and a very warm welcome to the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I am Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, and I am your host for today. Joining me on today's show, I have Driti Shashikanth, account executive at Mindshare London, who is going to be talking to us about starting out in SEO as a beginner and graduate from university. So welcome to the show, Driti. Hi, lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining us. This season is sponsored by Novos. Novos, the London-based e-commerce SEO agency, has won multiple awards for their SEO campaigns, including Best Global SEO Agency of the Year, two years running. Trusted by over 150 global e-commerce brands, including the likes of Bloomin' Wild, Patch and Thread, Novos provides technical e-commerce SEO expertise with a creative edge by specialising across platforms like Shopify and Magento. They have been named as one of 2021's best workplaces in the UK and with a diverse gender balanced team are a culture first agency. Check them out on thisisnovos.com or follow on LinkedIn at thisisnovos. How are you doing? I mean, it's Thursday evening, Friday tomorrow. Have you got the Friday vibes going on? Oh, 100%. It's been such a long and busy month so far. And it's only the 8th. <laughs> so I'm looking, <laughs> I've just looked at the, at the date. It's the only the 8th, but it's been a long, busy month. I'm looking oh, forward gosh. to the weekend. <laughs> well, it sounds like you pretty much deserve this weekend that's coming up then. <laughs> to kick things off and to start this podcast, um, can you give our wonderful, listeners a brief overview of yourself what you do and basically tell us a bit about you sure um my name's Stritty and I'm an account executive at Mindshare UK um so I've been at my current agency for a little bit over four months just past my probation which is great and uh currently living in London and yeah I'm quite excited that sort of COVID's finished or like sort of finished but it's lovely to go out and meet people as well so I'm really enjoying that side of things but but yeah would you like to know anything more? I do have some quick fire questions. Sure. Wonderful right best flavour of crisps? Salt and vinegar. Do you prefer hosting or attending dinner parties? hosting I love to cook what what are your favorite things to cook oh I can I'm one of those people that make those really elaborate recipes I love ottolenghi and sort of like middle eastern cuisine and oh anything last thing that you bought last thing that I bought oh yeah god it's probably something useless probably clothes (laughs) (laughs) has to be clothes yeah I bought a dress (laughs) last thing that you made last thing that I made Oh, I did make pizza, homemade pizza, not too long ago. Oh that was delicious. Gosh. It was really, really nice. I mean, it sounds wonderful. What did you? What were your toppings? It has to be the classic pepperoni. I put so much cheese and so much salami on it. Oh, it was delicious. And then my final question for you is, can you give us a secret or useless skill that you have? Oh, um, it's a secret skill or a useless skill. I feel like what kind of use? I mean, maybe I am. I've learned how to do like beginners knitting. I feel like that doesn't really take you very far when you can just do a few of those lines. Um, and then I kind of gave up because it got too advanced. Um, that's probably 
I imagine knitting being quite therapeutic. It was really great over lockdown, actually. But um, I think, oh, I, I, I used to make little terrariums, if you know what they are. Anyone who knows me will know me because I used to be over lockdown. I was quite obsessed with those little things. So it's like a little world in a jar. So I went and sort of foraged moss in, in the gardens to like put together this little cute terrarium. That was um, probably a useless skill. Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to be Googling that after the show. And I'm imagining our listeners will be as well. What would you say empowers you to be the brilliant woman that you are today? I think it has to always be my role models. Um, definitely. I've been around around so many strong women in my life. And I would probably say my mother and my grandmother are probably at the highest at that list. And I think my mum is just so hardworking and she's such a strong woman herself that I think it's inspired me to sort of get to where I am in my career and work as hard as I've been working. Um, so I would definitely say, yeah, it's it's my mother and other really inspiring women um, in my field as well. Um, my previous boss, Becky Sims, and um, of course, like the directors that I'm working with now in, in Mindshare as well, 100%. What one bit of advice would you give women starting out in the industry? I think luckily, uh, well, from from my experience anyway, there, there seems to be a lot of women working in um, SEO and I think it's just reaching out and speaking to people and joining the community and um, not being afraid to, to voice your opinions um, and challenge. Um, I think that's the best way you can learn. So I would say, yeah, not to be afraid of, of doing those things. It's time to get into the meaty topic of this episode. And at the beginning, I said that we'd be discussing about starting out in SEO as a beginner. As, and you'll be sort of like sharing uh, your experience of um, being a graduate to um, having a career in this wonderful world. So I just want to start things off. I did do some uh, research prior to this episode. I hope, hope you're proud of me. Sure. <laughs> Um, so on Twitter, I asked the community, uh, when deciding to carry on with further education, e.g. Um, college, university, etc., were you aware that SEA was a career option? Now, the results were pretty clear-cut winner. Only 4.3% said yes, and a whopping 95.7% said no. Are you shocked by that? Not at all. I feel like it's it's... A, a role that not many people have heard about or a line of work that not many people have heard about so not at all how many people um responded to this 40 47 people wow oh okay i mean that yeah so it's a decent me. it's a decent amount um, of people and it does lead me into my first question nicely it's like i'm a professional podcast i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> How did you find out about SEO after graduating from uni? I'm guessing, was it something that you were aware of before or something that came apparent after? So I actually knew nothing about SEO, um, I'm sure as many other people. And I, um, at my previous university, we had this wonderful scheme called uh, 
the employability point scheme. And essentially what the scheme was, was you would um, work towards com- uh, contributing things within the university or um, doing extracurricular activities. And by doing those activities, you would earn a certain amount of points. And at the end of the year, they would sort of collate all of these points and you would be able to apply for different internships or ski- um, sort of uh, like training sessions, that kind of thing. So. I was able to apply for an internship at my previous agency, Reflect Digital, through the employability point scheme. And um, previously, during my final year, I was doing social media marketing at the university. So I thought, oh, I mean, I really want to try a career in marketing. So let me apply to um, Reflect Digital. And of course, um, working in SEO is it's quite different to doing social media marketing. So um, I think it was quite a shock when I joined um, because I knew absolutely nothing about SEO. Um, but after the end of my internship, I was um, sort of kept on as um, a full-time um, employee, which was really great. So obviously hosting a podcast uh, for a few years and getting to talk to um, different people whenever I ask the question about how do you get into SEO or how did you get your first job sort of thing it never seems to be or with many people it never seems to be like a plan and it's more so just something that's happened I know that that's that that was me I didn't know I, I studied dance and culture at university I didn't know SEO was a thing like obviously I heard about marketing but the actual um, specific channel of SEO I didn't know until I was looking um, for reception roles at companies near me and this opportunity came up. So do you sort of get that same kind of vibe that people just sort of like fall into this industry rather than it being like a plan? I think so. But I think it's 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 quite interesting that you end up working in the in the line that you do because I feel like everyone has very interesting stories. I mean, in my previous agency, um, my the old head of department was working photography, and I think a lot of people that I have spoken to have not actually even had a degree in marketing. Um, they do all sorts yeah. of different work, and then somehow they end up in SEO, which I think is is really fantastic. It just means that SEO is really accessible to people from all sorts of backgrounds, which I think you know it's it's really great. You can learn about it, and you can learn while you're on the job, which might not necessarily be applicable to a lot of other occupations. Definitely, and it's definitely a. I don't know if you agree with this, but it's an industry where um, experience is definitely neat like if you've got experience in something related to SEO or around um, this sort of area then that's great and it's going to help you Um, but at the same time it is very accessible and I I get the vibe that like when people do sort of fall into it they just fall they fall in love with the industry don't they and yeah and that's the vibe that I get. Completely. I think some of the directors that I've worked with have been in SEO for 10 years. Um, some of my ex-colleagues have been in SEO for a long time as well. So I think it's a it's a happy accident. You end up in the career a- <laughs> and then you stay on. <laughs> so what sort of, when you first started out in um, SEO then, can you give us like a few issues that you encountered and how you overcame them? So I would say that starting out in SEO, I think everyone will agree that there's so much lingo and so much, so many abbreviations and, you know, and so many words that 
honestly could be explained far more easier than you just having to search up. And I think, you know, words like metadata, I know it sounds really, because now we've, I've been doing SEO for a few years and, you know, it's, it seems simple when you say that, you know, metadata or page site or whatever it is, but when you're starting out, it's so disorienting to, to just not know what these things are. And I think there's a lot of things in SEO as well. For example, keyword research, where you can read about it and you can search it. Um, what is keyword research, for example, but actually won't know what it is until you've done it yourself. And I think it's that practice of some of the things you read about, you won't truly know in SEO until you've actually tried it tried it out. And um, yeah, I think for, for me, I had so many instances where I got really panicked because I didn't know what a certain thing was. And, um, you know, everyone else around me seemed like they knew what it was, like whether it's canonicals or structured data, whatever it is, there's there's so much in SEO. There's so many small technical aspects of it that um, mm. I think can be quite difficult to um, understand very easily. And for me, just reading things off a page, sometimes my eyes slide off the screen. I don't know if you're like that. And when it comes to like long technical content pieces, uh, oh, I can't concentrate. So yeah, I would say those were my um, initial issues. Yes, I am definitely with you on the lingo. I mean, I even struggled saying uh, canonical, 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 I can't even say it now. <laughs> There's so many words that I just can't even say. Um, and I also think an, an added issue um, with that lingo as well is that because SEO is so broad, um, and especially like when you're first starting out in it, it it can be hard knowing, like you're not going to know everything, are you? Because you're not going to know something until you've had experience of it. And if you haven't had experience of it, you're not going to know these words. You're not going to know best practice. Oh, definitely. I think what I've come to learn is actually people who've had 10 years of experience in SEO sometimes come across issues that they don't know the answer to. And um, I think because a lot of sometimes issues can be very website specific or client specific. And, you know, I've, I, I'm sure I've asked some of my ex-colleagues questions and they've been like, oh, actually, I don't really know what that is. Um, and I, I think that's something that we all, you know, when you're starting out, it's it's really great to to just don't not to worry about it because and not to worry about asking for help as well. I think I felt very awkward or kind of shy to ask for help because I didn't want to seem like someone who didn't know things. But normally people I, I've I've found anyway that people in our field have been so wonderful, wonderfully helpful and so keen mm. to explain things. I've never come across someone who hasn't made the time for me to to tell me what you know what what it is that I'm asking or to show me um definitely and I definitely think um because I felt it as well when I first started in the industry you think oh I've been hired for this role so I can't ask questions because um I need to know everything but I like once you sort of get away from feeling that way I do think asking questions makes you look inquisitive and makes you appear that like you want to learn you want to know um sort of thing and yeah and it's much better being able to talk to someone about 
a, a word that comes up, some lingo that comes up, best practice that comes up. It's much better to talk to someone where you've got a back forth conversation rather than just going and Googling it later. Like Obviously, you can Google it later, but I do think conversations is better if you can. Oh, I really think so. I mean, uh, I've really appreciated that, um, especially in my current agency, my line manager, um, and I really have that back and forth and speaking to my manager and my line manager and really coming together and collaborating on um, ideas has been fantastic. It's It's been an amazing learning experience for me, I think, because it's not just necessarily being told to do a piece of work and completing it. It's that back and yes. forth and it's challenging someone because sometimes in SEO, there isn't always a right answer. In some instances, there is a right answer. In some instances, um, especially with bigger websites, there's, there's a, a variety of ways you can mm. tackle a subject, right? And I think having that back and forth has really helped me learn a lot more than I knew before. Um, so I completely agree. And it's not a one size fits all at all, is it? Like you say, um, obviously, sometimes there is a, a right answer because of like best practices or how search engines work or um, how search engines crawl and come onto your website and stuff. But sometimes it isn't a one size fits all. And it depends on your industry, your website, the amount of pages that you have, the type of pages that you have, your competition. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's so much, there's so many variables. And that's why, like, because there's the meme, isn't there, that all SEOs will always answer with, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it does depend, doesn't it, on many different factors. Now, you transitioned in your career from working for a small digital marketing agency with a majority of SME clients uh, to working for a big media agency where working on enterprise clients. I mean, talk to me about that. <laughs> how did how did you find that transition? Um, I think it's been amazing. I think um, there's there's just so many different things to learn, and I I didn't really know how it would work from from the other side, as it were, because um, I think working with SME clients, you have the opportunity to really get stuck on when it comes to implementing things. So for example, if you would do um, a backlink audit, or if you would do an internal link uh, for example, internal link recommendations. Um, and um, we've had the experience previously in my, in my other agency where you would get the document signed off by the client and then you would go on the CMS and you'd implement it yourself. And what I've come to realize that it really doesn't work that way um, in my current agency with such uh, with big clients because they have a multitude of teams handling multitude of different things internally. Um, and I think it's it's learning all about that process, which which has been completely fascinating. And I've, I've loved every, every minute of it, really. Wow. I mean, I can I can tell by how you talk about it that you that you, you really do enjoy it. And would you say it's important? So when someone is starting out in this in this industry, obviously, you can decide to work in house, or you can decide to work agency side, you can decide to work for a small company, you can decide to work for a big company. Do you think it's important for people to get experiences in these different areas? I think so. I think it helps you become well rounded. Um, so for example, in my previous agency, I tend I wrote a lot of copy and I think the kind of tasks you get involved in are so 
varied and so different and uh, I, I really like that because actually I got so much industry um, exposure and working across you know 34 I think I counted probably 40 different client websites or maybe even more um, by the time I left um, Reflect Digital I'd worked on so many different clients and <laughs> I think you know although that's the small agency is, is definitely a hectic life and you're working very very hard but I think that that exposure you won't I don't think you would get anywhere else because just working across different clients um, helps you understand the different kind of tasks they may need. You get to try out working on different CMSs or I think there's so many different variations of tasks you can do when you're working across the board like that. And I think when you're working with big clients um, like we are currently, you you do work for obviously just one or two clients, but then you really get to know the client really well and you get to learn their processes very well. And for example, I'm working on um, one site migration at the moment and I just Mm. never knew how complicated site migrations are I mean when it comes when it's when it's enterprise you know clients where there's we're sitting on the call and there's about 30 people on this call and everyone's speaking about different things and I'm just thinking wow I never knew it was that big of a process and of course it's completely understandable now that I'm working this side of it um of course you can't have like big e-commerce sites run by one or two people it's insane but now there's so many challenges and there's so many small steps that you have to take it's it's never the case of handing over a document and having that document implemented right away there's always always these small processes and I think it's learning that and um it 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 helps you get a well-rounded experience I would say it's not I don't think it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing to start in one particular area yes I think there's so much you can learn and so many benefits from working in different areas like different types of companies so yeah I think if you get the chance try different you know of course work for a big company work for a small company and I suppose it depends um where you see your sort of your own career progressing as well doesn't it um like you might decide that you want to specialize and be really niche in an area of SEO or maybe you want to be more of an all-rounder where you know about lots of different elements of SEO but you more want to sort of like manage and oversee so I suppose it depends on where you want to end up sure oh definitely I think that I think working my previous agency really helped me with that because because um, we got a lot of exposure to sort of content writing and then technical SEO and you'd learn all these little, little bits. And then now I've come out to realize that I actually really quite like technical SEO. And it's just learning those different areas helps you come to that decision. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is an easy or hard question to answer here, but when you first started to know about SEO and you decided, right, I'm going to, um, this is the career that I'm going to sort of explore and get into, after working in it for however long that you have done, is it is SEO what you expected? Um, I'd, I would say it's not what I expected at all, because when I started <laughs> out, I didn't know a thing. And, you know, there's, I, I think... Yeah, I feel like it's it's so different to, to what I thought I would be doing because I did social media marketing. So I was like, Instagram stories, making content. Yeah, no, it's not that at all. And But but it's been a welcome change. And I think, you know, I'm really... I, it, so I, I feel like for me anyway, in my career, I, I really want to strive to 
to push myself and learn even more and learn more about strategy and learn more about managing clients and and that side of things. But I would say that the reason why I stuck out with SEO after a year is I spent so long learning the lingo. I spent so long. <laughs> I, I was watching videos, I was listening to SEO SAS, your podcast, and, you know, I was following you and following all of these people for so long. And I feel like, oh, if I dropped out, I couldn't, you know, that was so much effort learning what metadata was. It is like learning another language, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I couldn't give up after that year. I, I hear you. I hear you. Right. So we've got time for one more question what one bit of advice would you give to graduates who are thinking about starting out in SEO I think it's an amazing um, line of work to be involved in um there's so many I I don't think you would necessarily always find something that's so varied and um in my experience working with clients has been fantastic we've you know had had a lot of positive experiences and you learn so much and um i think also knowing seo um in this day and age has been it's really helpful thing to know as well um Mm. i don't know if you you've ever had this but you know a family member might ask you oh i don't know what this what's going on the website or like my website's not working and then you're able to give someone a bit of advice as well which has been really fantastic or you're able to run a blog or you know whatever it is and i think it's it's great knowledge that you can actually apply in your real life sometimes and yeah i think it I would definitely recommend it. Yes, definitely. I mean, I I just love the fact that I know how search engines like Google work. And like, I don't know, it's it's about, I don't know, like knowing something that not many other people know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Or, uh, why, why, how Google ranks websites, um, what, how search engines work and all about crawling. Like, I just find it very, very interesting. Um, and it's good to know these things, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, I've, um, I'm not sure how you've been, but for before I started working in SEO, I used to be very, very skeptical of things that I would see online, right? I, I would see these kind of, campaigns or um, adverts or whatever it is and I would be like oh you know I'm not going to click on these and nowadays since I've started working in SEO and I've been working it for a few years now I've become more susceptible to it when I see someone who's done a good job I'm I click on it I buy things and I'm like you've done well you've optimized that page really well so you know take my money yeah you can you can have my money you've earned this I know how hard it has been Uh, um, yeah are you ready to have a little bit of fun to end I am 100% excited (laughs) okay so it's really easy basically it's a how many questions can you answer in 60 seconds and the theme is colors of the rainbow so all of the questions that I will ask you uh, it's all to do with color so so yes um most of the time if you don't know the answer just say a color or say pass now I have done this with previous guests and the score that you need to beat is uh Lydia Infante who got nine oh. in 60 seconds so do you reckon you can beat that I don't know I mean Lydia seems like a, a good player but I'll give it a go <laughs> Alrighty then, well, I shall count us down and uh, yes, we will begin. So, three, two, one. 
Carrots used to be what colour? Purple. Yes. What colour are bees? Black and yellow. Yeah. Prince sang about what colour rain? Purple. Yes. <laughs> Name a colour you can see. Any colour. White. Name a colour you can't see. Oh, um... Uh, Any colour. Green. <laughs> what colour is a giraffe's tongue? Oh, b- black? Yes. What colour do you get mixing red and blue together? Um, oh, uh, I think that's purple as well. <laughs> yes. What colour are pandas when they're born? Um, white. Pink. What colours what colours in the Spanish flag? Red and yellow. What colour are original Pringles? Red. Orange. What came first? The colour or the fruit? The fruit. Stop. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh no. That is no I'm saying oh my gosh because you have beaten Lydia. No. You are the new champion. It's the proudest moment of my life. Lydia, so your score. <laughs> so your score is 11. Oh my so gosh. You got two extra than Lydia. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Do I get a trophy, Sarah? <laughs> I'm working on something. I will work on something. Yeah. So obviously I'm doing this uh, throughout season 2. So there needs to be a prize at the end, doesn't oh, there? 100%. So skittles okay. at least. Rainbow themed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't even know I knew the answers to these. Thank you. Wonderful. Right. Well, I've had a blooming wonderful time chatting with you. How, if people want to carry on the conversation, see what you're up to, see the stuff that you're sharing, how best can they do that? How can they find you? Um, you can find me at Dritty Shashikant on LinkedIn. I'm normally more active on LinkedIn. Wonderful. I will make sure that I um, include a link to um, to your LinkedIn. Um, and yes, I, from me, I'd like to say thanks very much for listening to the podcast. We are available on all your podcast playing platforms. I hate saying that. I can never get my uh, mouth around those words. If you want to find out more about the podcast, sponsoring opportunities, or you'd like to apply to be a speaker like Dritty has today, then you can visit www.womenintechseo.com forward slash podcast. You can also find the podcast on Twitter and our handle is at techseowomenpod. One last thing is uh, to find out more about the brilliant Women in Tech SEO community that was founded by my co-host of this podcast and wonderful human being, Areej Abu Ali. To find out more about that community and how to get involved, visit www.womenintechseo.com. I think the only thing left for us to do is say goodbye, Dritty. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure and until next time.